0: Hey folks, welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm your host, Austin Williams. We come to you today with a little bit of uh, sadness and uh, heavy hearts. Um, We lost uh, Kaya Sariajo last week. Um, Just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, Way too soon, way too early. We all feel this. and uh, I would like to spend today just celebrating and you know, showcasing what she's done. Of course, um, impossible to do such a thing in only an hour of time, but I had a couple ideas and uh, a couple things that I wanted to touch on. So um, we began the work, or rather, we began the episode with her work, on Noah Noah, which is for um, solo flute and electronics. Kaya Sarriaho was on the leading front of a lot of electroacoustic uh, and psychoacoustic studies um, through IRCAM and uh, that school in France, um, where she ended up living out the, uh, the rest of her days. And um, just always phenomenal work. Um, I was always just absolutely blown away through her ability to blend noise and lyricism and just find the the little morsels in in all of her music that um really just kind of explode into something phenomenal um and i you know there are many other composers out there like that um I found out um through speaking with our uh lovely uh, executive producer Seth Bostead that he has actually spoken with her before, so we will feature some interviews um from previous um Conversations that we've had with Kaya Sariajo on the show before. Um, and those were in relationship to her Metropolitan uh, Opera premiere, um, which she was the second female composer to be premiered at the Met, which is also no short feat. Um, I personally um, had the pleasure and um, honor to work with her for about 10 days at a MusicCon um, convention in... Um, uh, near Toulouse, uh, France and um, I just learned so much from her um, she was both the, the kindest and most stern individual I think I've ever spoken to in my life um, I learned a little bit about her and her love for Japanese gardens and, um, and just her, her real focus on the ability to zoom in on something um, and extrapolate, you know, the, the, the tiny details. Um, and that was, that was always the biggest thing I took away from her after talking about music or, or anything really. Um, she was, (laughs) she, she didn't have a ton to say, um, as, um, culturally, um, people from Finland do not like small talk, but when I did get a chance to speak with her, I feel like I did learn a lot. Um, we began with Noah. Noah. We're going to move to um, the uh, Japanese garden um, pieces. Um, we're going to use uh, the number one through number three um, of that of that uh, piece, and um, I hope you enjoy.
1: I had the chance to talk with Kaya
0: Sarriaho, the composer. We actually spoke in the audio booth at the Met about all of these things, the grand themes, but especially about her music and how it relates to the main characters.
2: I don't think the music is romantic as such. It's um, I created music for every person and um, I needed to stretch my own musical uh, language, if you call it language, because I wanted them to be very audible, these different characters. These musics, they alternate through, between Joffre and Clemence, through Pilgrim's music, which uh, the Pilgrim's music is music which has identity of all the time changing from one style to another between these two. And uh, that's why, for example, the pilgrim is a mezzo-soprano because she's soprano and he's a baritone, and her voice is between the two so that uh, her voice is overlapping with the two other voices. And, um, and then over, over the piece, little by little, th- these materials are then superimposed and then, little by little, melted together. And when Chofre and um, Clemence uh, finally meet, there is only one note left where they meet, and that's a E above the middle C. And um, that's that's the whole process which has taken uh, more than one and a half hour. So the the musical material is extremely strictly planned and behaving very strictly. So um, in that sense, I don't think it's very romantic uh, point of view.
0: That's composer Kaya Saryaho talking about the music for L'Amour de Loin and especially how it's been tailored to each individual character. Thank you, Seth. Um, if you're more curious about uh, the rest of that episode... Uh, please go check it out. It's on our website, RelevantTones.com, and you can search Love and Heresy. That is the title of the episode. Um, And Seth in that episode features a good amount of the opera, or as much as you can, but um, uh, after that he featured the overture. But I today am going to feature the beginning of Act 2, and I'll read a brief synopsis of what goes on in Act 2. Having returned to the Orient, the pilgrim meets the Countess of Tripoli and confesses that in the Occident, a Prince Troubadour extols her in his songs, calling her his love from afar. Offended at first, the lady begins to dream of this strange and faraway lover, but she also asks herself if she deserves such devotion. Uh, In that interview, of course, uh, Kaya Sariajo talks about how um, the love is... uh, of platonic descent and so it's 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 a lot more uh pure than it would be um of a of a physical nature so without much further speaking here is that excerpt from l'amour de Loin by miss Thank you.
2: used about that idea of uh, like uh, zooming in microscopically to some uh, musical detail and see uh, what you can find when you zoom more and more for example if you zoom into the limit of uh, light and shadow there is no line you know more you go closer you go more you see that there are all these shades uh, but but there is no direct light.
0: That was another excerpt from the interview that we had with Ms. Sariajo at her Metropolitan premiere. Um, and it's this lovely moment where she talks about, um, as I mentioned earlier, this fascination with zooming in on something to the point where you really start to see something different. Um, I think this is true across many fields, whether it's music, um, visual arts, I- excuse me science um you start to peel back the layers and you, you really don't know what you're going to come across and um you know in that interview talking about you know you zoom on something like so much that the the shades begin to become morsels rather than shades and then um from there it's kind of you know how much further can you take that uh, I do recommend, if you're uh, curious about the rest of the interview or just finding out a little bit more about that opera and the premiere, um, checking out the episode. It is um, The name of the episode is Love and Heresy. Um, Seth does a wonderful job speaking with Kaya Sariajo and um, really showcases her work on that uh, episode. Moving forward, um, I wanted to feature a piece of mine, <laughs> a piece of hers, rather, that um, I had a profound impact by um, as I began to um, learn about her music. Um, the solo cello works by Kahe Sayuraho are, um, I think, some of the more famous ones. Um, Set Papillon is absolutely something that um, most people in the new music world are familiar with. And it is a lovely piece I've had the chance to hear it multiple times live. Um, but the piece I wanted to feature today is, um, uh, for uh, solo cello. Uh, it's a piece called Prey. And, um, I think that this beautifully showcases this world of, um, blending or blurring the lines between what, uh, noise and lyricism is within, um, her music, which again, I just, I think she does so well and has such a unique ear and, um, Process for creating that. Um, in this piece, you'll hear a lot of like a really aggressive cello, and then um, other moments that are more lyrical. And I, I you know, there's just um, a, a younger self, and still today, you know, I, I'm really attracted to that idea. Um, the the dichotomy of those two. Um, so here is Prey, the third movement um, by Miss Misariaho. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I think that piece just absolutely shreds. (laughs) Um, and again you're 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 presented with this really aggressive instrument and then the end we're using these really um uh specific harmonics that are created um through various techniques. So, um I think that's just I don't know, the ability there to um, hone it in, take all the energy and kind of throw it into something a bit more into at the end. There is also, um, incredible. Um, I wanted to feature another work that I thought blends this world of lyricism and, uh, noise and, um, otherwise, um, it's the series of vocal works called, um, from the grammar of dreams. And here are the first three movements of that work.
3: it people
0: You know, I've I've always heard you know um, the lyricism in the vocal line, and then the like the spoken parts as less lyrical, but um, it's just counterpoint. All of it, really. That's my um, as I as I listen to that work again a bit more intensely. That's my biggest takeaway, and it's again just amazing to begin to think about um, the process that um, she would go through to create those. Uh, the contrapuntal lines and all of that good stuff. Um, I wanted to leave this um, program on a, maybe not a happy note, but a note that we can all remember her on. Um, I know I'm feeling the loss of her, of her passing. Um, and as someone who only briefly got to meet her, I can only imagine the profound impact she had on those um, who were close and the loved ones around her. Um, I want to read a statement, um, was released by her family. Um, and so we can be sent off on that. Kaya, who was born in 1952 in Helsinki, Finland, died prematurely at the age of 70, but lived a full life. Her early trajectory brought her from the avant-garde music circles of Finland to the European stage between Freiburg, Darmstadt, and Paris, giving her the opportunity to contribute to the golden age of computer music and later integrate a new understanding of harmony and psychoacoustics into the tradition of modern orchestra and opera writing. She achieved universal recognition among her peers in both public and critical success, all while never ceasing to challenge herself to explore new directions during the time of her illness, Kaya had the joy of being surrounded by close circle of faithful friends and collaborators and even of expanding it. She was involved in many new projects or products of her new music and in the premier performance of her latest works, the Sarakowski songs, the chamber music piece, semaphore and the work for orchestra, Vista the magical reconnaissance, the recreation of our first, um, First music theater piece, Study for Life, and her acclaimed last opera, Innocence. She also did not relent in her commitment to teaching and passing the torch. One of her last endeavors was to lead the jury of an organ composition contest she initiated for the inauguration of Helsinki Music Center's new organ, an instrument she helped fund. I think it just shows her absolute dedication and drive to art and the expansion of um, making sure that it just (laughs) doesn't die. Um, She, till her last day, was so very committed to it, and I think we can all try and go for and achieve for something similar and learn so much from Kaya Sariajo. So, may you rest well now, and you will always be remembered and survived by your contribution to music and art. Yeah.